Your Steve Jones Show podcast is loading now. The Steve Jones Show podcast is sponsored by Sunbury Motors, North 4th Street in Sunbury, and Sunbury Motors Kia, routes 11 and 15 in Hummel's Wharf. Sports talk where your voice counts. This is the Steve Jones Show on News Radio 1070 WKOK. Now from the Sunbury Motor Studio, here's Steve Jones. Good afternoon, everybody. It is the Steve Jones Show on a Tuesday, on a Wheels Up Tuesday for Penn State Benz basketball en route as we speak to Des Moines, Iowa for. The first round of the NCAA tournament, Penn State and Texas A&M, Thursday night at 9.55 right here on WKOK. Matt Catrillo here with you. Steve will soon be there from Des Moines in the mobile Sunbury Motors studio, but right now he's in the air as we speak. Sunbury Motors, 4th Street in Sunbury. Sunbury Motors Kia, routes 11 and 15, Humble's Wharf, online at sunburymotors.com. Ford, Kia, Hyundai, great selection of new and pre-owned inventory. And a sales staff that is simply there for you to save you money. I mean, that's all part of the Sunbury Motors guarantee. Along with a great service department with awesome technicians ready to serve you with all the diagnostics, the inspections, all the routine maintenance. And they're looking for more of those awesome technicians. So whether you're looking for your first job, a career change, they'd love to hear from you. Stop by in person, apply online at sunburymotors.com or you can call Todd at 286-7746. All at Sunbury Motors, 4th Street in Sunbury. Sunbury Motors Kia, routes 11 and 15, Hummel's Wharf, and online at sunburymotors.com. Yeah, so here's the deal. Steve is currently in the air right now. Penn State had a little send-off at 11.15 this morning. The plane took off at 1.15, and so now the team's in the air. Steve is with them. They'll hopefully land in Des Moines relatively soon. Steve will join us from Des Moines for the final hour of the show as long as that all goes well. I haven't heard from Steve, so my guess is no news is good news, and they're up in the air, ready to go. So we're in the air as we speak, so that's that's how we're going to roll for today. Tomorrow, Steve, of course, will be again live from Des Moines. Hopefully he's live there the rest of the week because it means Penn State's going to play in the second round on uh, Saturday with the first round game Thursday. Tomorrow we've got Neil Coolong. We've got at 335, then Jeff Byers at 406 to preview the NCAA championships in wrestling from Tulsa, which are also this weekend, of course. And some definitely some things to recap from the Big Ten championships, too, from an individual standpoint for Penn State wrestling. So that's tomorrow. And we'll see what else we got up our sleeve for the, for the rest of the week as we continue to count down to tip-off. And we'll keep an eye on NFL free agency and, and all the like, too. And you look at this bracket for Penn State, I think it's a tough bracket, but at the same time, I do think it's doable for Penn State to make a run. I think they can win this game with Texas A&M on Thursday. I think they're fairly evenly matched, but I just think Penn State's a little bit better scoring. And I think they're a little bit better defensively. Then... If they were to meet Texas in the second round, it's Texas-Colgate in the other matchup of who would face the winner of Penn State and Texas A&M. Assuming Texas wins that matchup, that's where I think the big obstacle is for Penn State. I think it's a win. It's doable for Penn State because there, this, it's, Texas is not a good three-point shooting team, 
But overall, they can score still with Marcus Carr leading the way. And they have a very good defense that's very number one in adjust defensive rates. And I think their defense could maybe give Penn State some problems. But then if Penn State can win that game, I think they would have a very favorable matchup potentially with Xavier, who's the three seed in the bracket, in the Midwest bracket, because Xavier defensively doesn't guard guards well that can shoot. So that means Jalen Pickett could have a field day in a potential Sweet 16 matchup with Xavier, which would propel Penn State to the Elite Eight. But, as Steve said yesterday, one thing at a time, it's the Aggies Thursday night in the first round from Des Moines, and that's what we're going to continue to talk about as we get ready for that Thursday night. But we also got some Penn State football to get to today. James Franklin had his beginning of spring practice press conference. It's the first of 15 practices starting tomorrow, and a couple of different nuggets that he threw out there that that are very interesting that we'll get to and hear from him and then probably get to in the, in the final hour of the show when Steve will join us. So we'll start playing. We'll hear from James Franklin's press conference. We'll play the first part of it next. Then we'll play the second part of it in the next half hour, and then Steve will join us for the final hour of the show. Today's show brought to you by Sunbury Motors, 4th Street in Sunbury. Sunbury Motors Kia, routes 11 and 15, Hummel's Wharf, and online at sunburymotors.com on News Radio 1070 WKOK. Hmm. When car repairs get difficult. Well, I, I just don't know. Um, me neither. We get good. Sunbury Motors. More than quality new and used cars, Sunbury Motors specializes in complicated auto repair diagnosis. They can handle intricate repairs and even complete auto body with service open Monday through Friday, 7 till 4. And Sunbury Motors has made simple repairs easy. Maintaining your vehicle is necessary. Finding the time to do it is difficult. Welcome to Sunbury Motors Quick Lane. Open 7 till 4, Monday through Friday. Just walk in or call ahead. Relax in their remodeled waiting room with Wi-Fi, beverages, and snacks. Will Sunbury Motors factory train techs take care of your oil change, tire alignments, brakes, and inspections. Quick Lane, 630 to 6, Monday through Friday, Saturday, 630 till 2. Sunbury Motors, Ford and Hyundai, North 4th Street, Sunbury, and Sunbury Motors Kia, routes 11 and 15 in Hummel's Wharf. We take the Mm. out of auto repair. Keep it simple and keep your business moving with an account from Nori Bank that fits your unique business needs. Earn interest on your business accounts with a bank that is interested in your business. Let Nori Bank's business accounts make banking easier for you. For more information, visit noribank.com business or call us at 888-877-6623. Since 1903, the Northumberland National Bank has been helping customers in the Susquehanna Valley manage money. The right people, the right solutions, the right bank. Member FDIC. Talpahawken Mountain Spring Water is my go-to, and I'm always on the go. I always have a bottle with me because not all water is the same. Talpahawken is natural mountain spring water. It's so important to stay hydrated, and I definitely feel more alert and energized when I drink up my share of Talpahawken Mountain Spring Water. Talpahawken Mountain Spring Water, Northumberland, with convenient delivery to your home or office. Keep a bottle with you all the time at talpahawkenwater.com. Who doesn't need to save on their grocery bill? We invite you to come explore the many grocery items at below wholesale prices at Surplus Outlet. If you haven't checked out your local Surplus Outlet, you're missing out on the savings that could go right into your pocket. Hello, this is Justin Michaels here at Surplus Outlet, and we have what you're looking for in brand name products at prices below the big box stores. Surplus Outlet savings really add up. 
saving you money that you can put towards things that make you happy. Weekend adventures for the family, and maybe even a treat for yourself. If you love a bargain, get ready to stock up. Day in and day out, we give you our lowest prices and many brand products at below wholesale prices. Easter will be here before you know it, and Surplus Salad has you covered with all your Easter holiday needs. Stop in the Surplus Salad today for a great selection of national brand candy at unbeatable prices. Surplus Salad has a great selection of fresh hams, along with all your holiday meal sides and desserts. Surplus Salad's here to help your Easter holiday budget go far. Surplus Outlet, Route 11 Northumberland, and Route 15 Montgomery. Sign up for Facebook and email alerts for additional special savings. Do it today. There you go. That was the send-off earlier today outside the BJC. Penn State in the air as we speak. Should be landing in Des Moines soon. Steve is with them, so Steve will join us from Des Moines in the final hour of the show. Today's show brought to you by Sunbury Motors, 4th Street in Sunbury. Sunbury Motors Kia, routes 11 and 15 in Hummel's Wharf, and online at sunburymotors.com. Also have some Penn State football to get to. James Franklin had his beginning of spring practice press conference. Lots of notable nuggets from that. Penn State beginning spring practice tomorrow. And James Franklin met with the media earlier today. Here is part one of today's presser. Donnie Collins, Grand Times Tribune, then we'll come here in the room. Hey, James. How you doing? Doing well. Uh, I know you got to... Uh, like always, appreciate you guys uh, coming out and, and covering Penn State football and, and Penn State athletics. Um, obviously, just over there at the send-off uh, for the basketball team, which, which is awesome. Um, been a big week for Penn State athletics. You got men's basketball and wrestling competing in NCAA postseason. Um, but there's really a ton of other teams within the athletic department that have had great years as well. Track and field, women, women's gymnastics, women's hockey, softball, men's hockey, men's volleyball, men's lacrosse, women's lacrosse, fencing. I can, I can go on and on, and I hate to do this because if I don't mention somebody, uh, then, then someone's going to be upset. But there's so many examples of the entire athletic department and university thriving right now uh, under Dr. Ben DePudi and, and Pat Kraft's um, leadership. So that's been great. You know, we talk about, you know, kind of what we're trying to get accomplished this spring. You know, talking to Coach Yursich, uh, which our spring objectives, improving the run game, increase our mental and physical toughness, improve our execution and communication, improve ball security, improve our explosiveness in the run and pass game, and then we got to identify leaders and empower them in the leadership positions defensively with Manny, reestablish our physical, mental, and emotional toughness, create habits to play with relentless effort, master leverage and tackling systems, create havoc with all of the uh, you know havoc plays, tackles for lost sacks, PBUs, forced fumbles, and interceptions, develop fundamentals and technique, identify leaders and empower them, and then obviously figure out, really in, in all three phases, but uh, figure out who our 11 best players are and then how do we create as much depth as we possibly can behind them. And then on special teams, continue to develop fundamentals and techniques for our special teams units, uh, develop and identify special teams personnel are too deep, again, for all units, identify leaders and empower them in leadership positions, and then cultivate special teams really kind of throughout our entire organization. Um, 
obviously excited to watch the 11 new high school early enrollees and then also the four uh, transfers that are on campus. Excited to see what they're going to be able to do and how many of those guys will end up factoring in. Uh, some of those we'll figure out right right away. We'll see that they're going to have a chance. Other, other guys um, will go through the spring kind of feeling things out, and then obviously um, we'll have a chance to truly compete in, in summer camp. Um, some hires that obviously you guys are aware of, but Marquise, uh, Marcus Hagens, um, I've been really impressed and pleased uh, with with how he's been able to come in and and really you know not only build relationships with our players but their trust uh, and same with our staff. Uh, obviously, you saw the announcement of Dion Barnes yesterday, which which went over extremely well. Um, that. That literally was decided yesterday. Dion found out yesterday. Our team found out yesterday. So that's not like old uh, videotape that you guys are just getting. Um, Calvin Lowry, another letterman, has been awesome. And then I'm not sure if you guys are aware of this or not, but Torrance Brown is now back with us as a graduate assistant uh, replacing Dion's position. So uh, it's great to have Torrance back. Torrance was part of our initial recruiting class. Uh, was a defensive end for us, so really good hit having him back. And then really kind of last note is, you know, just cool to have, I think we have 10 lettermen now uh, in the building, and um, obviously a ton of uh, alumni as well, which I talked about at the board meeting uh, in a lot of different roles. So I think that's been a real positive for us. So uh, excited about the spring. Today will be our first day to get out there and be flying around and get some work done and get some evaluations. Um, it feels like spring ball weather out there, so that's good, too. Um, and look forward to answering your guys' questions. There was Rich Garcella, Reading Eagle, and then we'll go to Mark Wilgenrich. Good afternoon, James. How are you? Good. How are you? I'm good. I'm good. <clears throat> About Dion, it seems by the response from your staff, the players last night, it was a very popular decision. What do you believe are his strengths, and why did it take so long to set to pick him as the new defensive line? Uh, I, I think it, it, first of all, it depends on your lens, right? Long. So, some people go a long time. We're usually able to to move quickly, um, but the length of it, I was hoping to be able to get done before spring break. I always want to be able to tell the players first. That's hard to do in today's business. We've done a pretty good job of the players hearing it before it's leaked on the media. That's something that's very important to me. Um, I think they deserve the right to hear first. So um, once we had not made the decision before spring break, um, then I didn't feel like there was a rush to do it because my plan was to do it in person uh, when we got back, either Sunday or Monday. But the other thing is, you know, we ended up interviewing a ton of people for it. Um, uh, people that we had relationships with, people that we didn't have relationships with. Um, to be very honest with you, sometimes we go through the interview process uh, for guys that we definitely are going to you know, consider hiring. And sometimes we're interviewing guys to get a feel for to see if they're a possible candidate in the future down the road. So kind of a wide variety, NFL guys, college guys. Um, and the other thing is a little bit like that was in that video 
is although Dion is a letterman and although the players and former players felt strongly about me hiring Dion, uh, ultimately I had to hire the right person. And, you know, if that ended up being Dion, then great. It's a win on a lot of different levels. Um, but, but I needed to make sure of that. And throughout that process, it just, it just became more and more obvious that this was the right thing to do. So did I, did I answer both your questions? We got you muted now, so whether I did okay. or not. What, 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 were, what are his strengths, do you believe? Yeah, you know, I think obviously, you know, Dion's got his collegiate experience here at Penn State. And one of the things that I probably wasn't as aware of, uh, he's done a really good job of taking everything in uh, and being very intentional about it. I, I, I take time to meet with the GAs and analysts and give them my perspective on things that they should be doing. Um, that's going to be important for their development. It's going to be important for the interview process. You know, it's interesting. We kind of went back and talked about, I remember, you know, I used to have uh, interviews. I remember with Joe Brady, you know, either coming in early or staying late, late and doing kind of interview process with those guys and giving them feedback. You know, we had a ton of guys that, that we did that with. Um, and Dion was actually doing a really good job um, of everything we talked about, taking very serious and being intentional and adding things to kind of his game. I think also kind of his background, he's played for really good D-line coaches. He's coached for very good D-line coaches. His time with Brent Pry, I think, was valuable. His time with Manny Diaz was, was valuable. Um, and then I think the other thing that kind of goes into this as well is his time of being a trainer. You know, uh, when Dion was coaching in high school, he was training a lot of the high-profile defensive linemen in that region, whether they were from Philadelphia or New Jersey. And I'm talking, when I talk about high-profile, I'm talking about guys in the NFL. Uh, he was training all those guys. And I think what I've watched with him over the last couple of years is he's made the transition from being a trainer to being a coach. And there are aspects and similarities of those two jobs that, that are similar, but there's a lot of other aspects that go into it as well. Um, I also think his ability to relate to the players um, and recruits is also going to be a strength of his. Uh, he has the ability to be hard and demanding on them in a way that they respect and can relate to, which a lot of times younger coaches, they, they have a hard time with that. Um, so I think, you know, obviously his ability to relate to the coaches, his understanding and fundamentals and techniques of the position. Um, and then one of the things I was impressed with during the interview process is his understanding of the big picture, not only defensively, schematically, um, but then also um, in terms of all the other things, in terms of managing the room, in terms of you know setting standards and expectations of the room, uh, in terms of 
you know, um, academics and his role on being the head coach at his position. I think the fact that, you know, he's literally a paper away from finishing his master's degree, I think that sends a message. Um, I'm not saying a master's degree in college coaching is a must, but I do think it, it sends the right message and it illustrates the right message. So, um, you know, there's a lot of things that, that we feel really good about Dion. And then I think, you know, whenever you can promote from within, which is what I would typically prefer to do across the board, he understands our culture already. He understands the defensive scheme. So when you go out and hire maybe a more experienced coach from the outside, you get that. But then that guy's got to spend time learning the defense and, and understanding the culture. So you could make arguments both ways. Um, but I was very impressed with Dion and how he interviewed. You know, the last thing I'll say, and this is a long answer, but I think the other thing that really jumped out to me that I thought he did a good job in the interview process is you felt, not only did you hear it, but you felt his passion for coaching D-line. You felt his passion for Penn State, and you felt his passion for this specific group of, of defensive linemen that he has a relationship with. So, um, you know, it was kind of all of that. It was, it was all of that. Mark Wogenrich, all Penn State, and then Frank Bodani. Hi, James. How are you doing? Hey, Wog. How are you, buddy? Good, thanks. Regarding the quarterbacks um, this spring, how do you plan to cycle their reps among Drew Bow and Jackson? How is that going to be different without a returning starter back? You guys want to talk about the the boot and the scooter? You guys, you guys don't want to talk about that. That was like hot news, and then and then two days later he's not in it anymore, and I don't get any more questions about it. But from a rotation standpoint, um. Obviously, we'd like to keep it as even as possible, and we kind of have it structured that way at practice, specifically um, with Bo and Drew. Um, try to keep it as, as even from a rep standpoint as possible. Um, but right now, we really have it structured in a way, based on our depth right now, that all three of them will get the same number of reps. Um, I think that's really important in spring ball that not just at the quarterback position, but at all the positions that everybody's getting an opportunity to co compete and develop just like we try to do at the beginning of training camp. And then obviously at some point we got to transition um, and, and get ready for the, for the first game. Um, so the plan is to split the reps evenly. And then obviously as, as, you know, we start to get a little bit of bumps and bruises and have to have to, adjust the practice um, and it may be I think a few years ago you guys remember we were short with offensive alignment well I talked to you guys about it's not just offensive alignment it stunts the development at other positions as well so uh, right now it's starting out even um, reps across the board for all three of them and then you know obviously specific to, to Bo and Drew um, really making sure that we protect those two guys' reps as much as we possibly can. Um, there could be some situations where uh, Bo actually gets more reps uh, by the end of spring uh, because I think there's some things that, that we may want to do uh, with Bo to take advantage of his skill set and maybe you know, create an opportunity for him to get some more experience. 
um, you know, not only during spring ball, but in games next year as well. So we'll, we'll see how that all plays out. Frank Bodani, York Daily Record, the Mike Gross. Hey, good afternoon, James. Hey, Frank. Good to talk to you. Good to um, talk to you. Yeah, your defensive line. Like you're very close to the camera. I know. You don't have to back up. You're a handsome guy. You can pull it off. Older than you, okay, but still handsome, huh? Are you older than me? Yeah, a little bit. 53. Going to be 54. You look much better than me. Thank you. Thank you for this. You always throw me off my questions. Yeah, I, whenever I do this with you guys, you guys like are uncomfortable. You guys are physically uncomfortable when I ask you guys questions. All over again. Okay. Oh, was that was that with me and you? Oh yeah. Oh, All yeah. right. Okay, okay, so let me think. Okay, defensive line. Defensive What's coming up? Easter? <laughs> no. No. Oh, yeah, it is. It is kind of coming up. Okay, yeah. I'll leave you alone. Okay, thanks. Um, your defensive line, defensive tackle. Look at you. Talk about your depth there, what you expect this spring from those guys, how Dion's relationship can help immediately, especially with the line, with especially with the guys inside. Some people wonder about your your depth there going forward. Yeah, I, I think we feel good um, about the depth that we have there. Obviously, you'd like you'd like more, but when you talk about we got four guys that have played a decent amount of football three specifically that have played a decent amount of football with Beeman, Durant, Elise, and Vandenberg. Those guys have all played. Uh, and then we got two guys that we're excited about with Artis and Townley. And then, you know, Siop is a guy that just transitioned over there, so see what he's going to be able to do as well. And then we got Ty Blanding coming in in the summer, so we'll see how that plays out. You never really kind of depend or expect a true freshman to be able to play there. Um, but you never know. You know, Durant, Zane Durant was able to do it last year, so we'll see how that plays out. But, you know, Beeman, Elise, Durant, Vandenberg, those guys. And then we have some guys, obviously, as you guys know, Izzard has played a ton of football. Um, I'm not sure how much he'll be able to go uh, this spring with some bumps and bruises that you guys will find out about, obviously, when you come out to practice. Um, but when you factor him in, then you really got five guys that have played a ton of football at, at Penn State. And to me, if we can have a two-and-a-half deep at every position uh, with guys that have played in games and, and showed that we can win with, uh, then great. I would like us to be a little bit bigger um, at D-tackle. I think there's some games where we're able to get away with it because of our athleticism and our quickness. Um, but to win the way we want to win, we need both. We need we need size and quickness and athleticism. Um, you know, I think I think Dion's going to be able to build off of what we've done the last couple of years. But I also think he's going to put his stamp on it as well. I know one of the things that's really important to him is um, you know effort. And I think no, that sounds like a, a simple thing, but we think there's a little bit left in the tank to get our guys to play on a different level, you know, when it comes to effort. Um, I'm a big believer on both sides of the ball. You guys have heard me talk about this before, is um, uh, the game starts up front, whether it's the defense or whether it's the offense. Um, to your point, I think we got a chance to be really talented uh, at defensive end. Uh, I think we got a chance to be – really good at defensive tackle but there's probably a little bit more question marks there and a little less depth. I also could see us maybe getting into some situations where 
in passing downs, we're getting more of those defensive ends on the field uh, if they show that they're able to to rush as in in, in internal players as well. So, um, you know, I know Dion wants to put his stamp on it. I think I think we'll have a better idea for that after spring of what we did well, what we need to build on. Um, but I think at the end of the day, it all starts with relationships. He's got really strong relationships, but I also think they need to. The players need to understand, and I know Dion addressed this with him yesterday. Like this is not going to be the same Dion. Um, as much as he thinks he's going to be, and as much as they think he's going to be, you know, when you're in a complementary role uh, compared to, you know, running the show and running the room, there's a transition that happens, um, and you know, it's it's going to be it's going to be fun and it's going to be exciting and and. I also think we all got to play a part in that as well, in 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 supporting you know Dion in that room through this transition, and that would be for whoever we hired. Mike Grossman, Kister Newspapers, and Donnie Collins. Good afternoon, James. How are hey, Mike. you? Mike. Good man. How are you? Great, thanks. Um, based on what you said a couple minutes ago about the quarterbacks, um, it, it it sounded like like maybe you're considering the possibility of playing Bo and. I, I realize it's March. I, I understand that, but uh, so you're going to ask anyway. Yeah, that's correct. <laughs> um, playing both of them and maybe using Bo as a change of a pace, using his running ability—is that am I am I reaching, or is that sort of obvious? Is, is that what you're thinking in terms of experimenting with? Let's say. Well, this spring is just to get those guys as many reps as we possibly can. Uh, to be able to evaluate them, to create a competition, and to also create depth. Um, I do think if you look at last year, you know we had a very specific plan to get to get Drew um, as many reps as we possibly could uh, to build that depth and to build that experience. So if we needed him, he was ready, but also to help us, you know, this year moving forward. Um, this year's a little bit different because we're back to kind of having a true competition again. Um, and then not only the true competition, uh, to somewhat answer your question, Bo has got some athletic traits that, that are desirable and, and maybe make sense for us to use if they give us the best chance to win. But you know, before, before practices even started, it's, it's hard to say that. So we'll, we'll see how it plays out. I know you want me to give you the game plan for West Virginia today, but uh, but I understand where you're where you're coming from with the question. But I do think there's a little bit different dynamic based on uh, I would say Sean and Drew's skill sets were probably more uh, similar. They were different, but they were probably more similar where um, I think maybe the differences between uh, Drew and Bo may be a little bit uh, more dramatic. All right, so there you have it. Very interesting with the quarterbacks, but I don't think it's going to be what we think it, what everyone might think it is with the true two-quarterback system. I don't think it's going to be that. Maybe we'll get into that in the final hour of the show today. Steve has texted me. Penn State men's basketball has tweeted. They have landed in Des Moines, so that is a good sign there. 
Today's show brought to you by Sunbury Motors, 4th Street in Sunbury, Sunbury Motors Kia, Routes 11 and 15, Hubble's Wharf, and online at sunburymotors.com on News Radio 1070 WKOK. Sports talk where your voice counts. This is the Steve Jones Show on News Radio 1070 WKOK. Now from the Sunbury Motors Studio, here's Steve Jones. Back here on the Steve Jones Show, Macatrillo here with you. Steve will be joining us shortly from Des Moines in the final hour of the show. He and the team have landed. Texted me a little while ago, so that's a good sign. It's Penn State and Texas A&M coming up. Thursday night in the first round of the NCAA tournament at 9.55, which you will hear right here on WKOK. Today's show brought to you by Sunbury Motors, 4th Street in Sunbury, Sunbury Motors Kia, routes 11 and 15, Hummel's Wharf, and online at sunburymotors.com. James Franklin also met with the media today as spring practice begins tomorrow. Here's part two of that presser from earlier. Johnny Kahn, Grand Times Tribune, then we'll come here in the room. Hey, James. How you doing? Doing well. Uh, I know you got two guys coming in after spring, but depth at running back behind uh, your top two guys, Nick and Katron. Now, how how much do you hope to develop there uh, depth wise in, in the spring, and, and do you think you have potential for that? Yeah, we'll we'll get those guys a ton of reps, not not just to to develop depth, um, but also just to be smart with the other two. Right? It's it's for a number of reasons. And then that's, you know, that's the exact reason why we ended up signing two running backs. Uh, it ended up being two high school running backs. But that was the whole idea of signing two because whether the third back comes from who we currently have in the program or whether the third back comes from an incoming freshman, that's what we got to figure out between this spring uh, and then summer camp as well. Um, for depth, but also also to make sure that, that we're not overworking those two guys either. Mark? Hey, James. Uh, we know a lot about your two veteran, t- veteran tight ends. I was wondering, what are you kind of expecting out of Dinkins and uh, Cross? Because we didn't see a whole lot of them last year. And in Mega, we look at him weighing in at 269 on the roster. Is he going to be a tight end throughout his career, or is that a guy that you may be looking at somewhere else at some point? Yeah, so... Uh, we were very transparent with Mega from the beginning. Um, we had conversations about position flexibility, whether it was D-line, uh, whether it was tight end, whether it was O-line, and, and he was open to that um, as long as he was going to be given the opportunity to come in and, and compete at tight end. So with us, all of our guys, we have open conversations with them during the recruiting process about how we see them. I think you saw a little bit with Driver last year. Um, uh, so we'll see how it plays out. The thing I, I, I have heard from the players is he's got really good hands um, and he moves well, you know, out on the field, you know, talking to the strength coaches and, and, and watching him in winter workouts and then again talking to the guys. So he could be one of those kind of exceptions where he's just a massive, you know, tight end, uh, maybe more of a true why. Uh, we'll we'll see how that plays out, um, you know. But he is big. Uh, he did he did have uh, an injury early on when he first got here, 
which I actually also think limited some of his training and development uh, in terms of putting on muscle. Uh, so I think he's going to continue uh, to grow. But you never know. He could be you know, the exception. You know, we saw a couple of those guys at the combine that are 280-pound tight ends. You, know, you never know. We'll, we'll see how that plays out. Um, um, D- Dinkins and Cross. Uh, Dinkins is a guy who's obviously been in the program now and I think understands the expectations and the standards and has got a lot of skills to work with and has shown some really good flashes last year. Um, you know, Theo and Tyler Warren got some bumps and bruises. And in some ways, it's a blessing in disguise because Dinkins, Cross, and um, you know, Joey and, and Mega are going to get a ton of reps this spring. So I think it's it's really valuable because in some ways we know who you know Theo and Tyler are. Um, Dinkins has really shown some flashes. Um, this spring will be really important for him um, to take that next step and just be more consistent. And then you know Cross was a guy that that got an injury early on in the summer last year, and it and it limited you know his opportunity to be able to compete. But he really handled things well. He's worked his tail off. Uh, so those guys will get a ton of reps. You know, really all all four of those guys will get a ton of reps. Dinkins, Cross, Joey, and Mega. Uh, so we'll we'll see how that that whole thing plays out, but but we're excited to watch them. Um, I think we kind of know obviously what we have with Theo and Tyler, but it's going to be really good to figure out kind of where we are with this other group. Are, are are any of those guys ready to truly compete with Tyler and Theo, or is it truly a competition to figure out who's going to be the third tight end next year? Which I think you guys know is a big part of our offense and what we do. One of the things I do really like about this group is we got a chance to have more depth. Where last year, you know, if we had an injury or two at tight end, we had to really get away from some of our packages. Uh, I think these guys are going to allow us to, to have the depth that we're not really worried about losing a package based on not having enough, you know, proven, versatile uh, tight ends. Hello. Hey, James, how are you? Sorry. No problem. Um, is 15 practices a lot, not a lot? How do you attack this from a how much can you get out of spring practice and how much can a player rise on the depth chart through 15 practices? Yeah, I, I think a guy can make a significant move in, in spring ball. Very rarely will it be kind of the deciding factor for next fall because – what I love about spring ball, it gives the player and the coaches a really good indication of where they are and what their strengths and weaknesses are. And then I think you guys know I'll, I'll have my end-of-the-year meetings with all of them, and I'll sit down with each player on the team um, and give them specific feedback. So now they can say, okay, from spring ball, here's my strengths, here's my weaknesses. These are the things I need to work on all summer leading in the training camp. So – I got a better chance to help the team. I got a better chance to compete. So I think there's a ton of value with it. I think 15 practices to me is is kind of the sweet spot. Um, it really we try to mirror spring ball with training camp. So you know, although it, it's it's probably much better from an installation standpoint because you're be, you're able to go meeting one day, practice the next, and stagger it that way. Where in training camp it's every day. 
Um, so I think from a learning perspective, it's probably more valuable. But then my point is, is really our 15 installs in spring ball will be very similar to our first 15 practices in summer camp. So it's almost like, okay, now they've been through it once. Now they get it the second time during summer camp. Uh, the other thing I think will be helpful is it's again it's early to say this but based on our numbers right now we anticipate going back to a traditional spring game like we've had in the past i know a lot of people have gone away from that i think there's value in it i also think that we're one of the unusual schools where where when 75,000 people show up to watch a spring game i'd like to be able to give them a spring game um and I'm not even sure the number. I know Portman's a big number guy, like like tailgating. Like I have no idea how many are out there. Um, but we're one of the unique places. We're going to have more people at our spring game than most people have for a regular game in the fall. So whenever we can create a spring game atmosphere, we want to do that for the fans. But I also think there's value. There's value for me in seeing the guys play under the lights technically, I guess not not technically I should say, but under the lights and in front of the fans and with the media there and everybody's eyes on them and watching because some guys rise to that occasion and some guys, you know, um, you know, feel you know, the the pressure and anxiety from that. So figuring that out is there's value in that. Uh, but then there's also some value in my coaching staff too. I like to break the coaching staff up. Uh, I like to give opportunities for other guys on the offensive and defense side of the ball to call a game. Uh, so when you're able to break it up into a ones versus twos, um, I don't typically have Manny and Mike calling the offense for both sides. I'll, I'll give other guys opportunities to do that as well, and I think that's a really good professional development opportunity too. So um, I think spring ball is really valuable, especially the way the way we try to do it. And that is head coach James Franklin as Penn State football gets set for spring practice. First of 15 practices starting tomorrow. Of course, the spring game is April 15th at 2. And good to hear that it'll be a typical type scrimmage, unlike what was last year with James Franklin saying that the depth and health is there to have that typical type of game this year. So the basketball team and Steve have landed in Des Moines, Iowa. We will hear from Steve in the final hour of the show as he gets settled there in Des Moines. Today's show brought to you by Sunbury Motors, 4th Street in Sunbury, Sunbury Motors Kia, routes 11 and 15 in Hummel's Wharf, and online at sunburymotors.com. Ford Kia Hyundai, great selection of new and pre-owned inventory, sales staff that is there for you, and not just there for the sale, it is there to save you money. And a service department with many awesome technicians ready to serve you with the diagnostics, the inspections, all the routine maintenance. It's all part of the Sunbury Motors guarantee. Sunbury Motors, 4th Street in Sunbury. Sunbury Motors Kia, routes 11 and 15, Hummel's Wharf. And online at sunburymotors.com. Here on News Radio 1070, WKOK. 
There's something to be said about a sale with a handshake, a service technician who really knows what he's doing. They can explain it in English what the problem is. There's nothing better than having that friend you could trust in the area. That's Sunbury Motors, where you get selection, knowledgeable salespeople, and prices that fit your budget, and more important, that friend you can trust. Welcome to Sunbury Motors, Kia, Ford, and Hyundai. You could shop other dealers and compare prices, but at Sunbury Motors, you get their lowest price promise. They research the current used vehicle market and guarantee their used car prices are the lowest. If you find a lower price, Sunbury Motors will beat it. Three dealers, all in one. See their full new and pre-owned inventory at sunburymotors.com. Pick out a vehicle you like and schedule your test drive online. Follow them on Facebook. Sunbury Motors Ford and Hyundai, North 4th Street, Sunbury, and Sunbury Motors Kia, routes 11 and 15 in Hummel's Wharf. 